Get ready for a week-long celebration of music, community and fabulous fun with Joy Radiothon 2024. Joy has the largest collection of rainbow podcast content in the world and you can help keep us out loud and proud by donating during Joy Radiothon 2024. Just go to joy.org.au slash radiothon. Mark it in your calendars because Joy Radiothon returns June 1st to 7th and remember, we all flourish with joy. Next up on our Pride Games special tonight is the person who is at the head of the AFLW. It is Nicole Livingston. Nicole, thank you for joining us. My pleasure. Thank you for once again showcasing women's footy. Of course, you're always going to do it. And also Pride Round. It's awesome. It's um, gay footy Christmas, we like to call it. So if the <laughs> AFL wants to steal that, they're, they're welcome to. Yeah. Uh, Brilliant, brilliant. No, Pride Round, second time we've done a full round, so pretty um, overjoyed with it. Ah, oh, well done. On brand, like a pun. Nicole, we like it. We, we like, like it. Now, Nicole, before we get to the Pride Round, we need to get this dustbin fire conversation of COVID out the way. Okay. Um, so in terms of AFLW, how are you managing the clubs and the fans in terms of this weird world we're living in at the moment? Yeah, and, uh, you know, as you know, we delayed the start of AFLW to January because uh, when we were intending to start in December, which was our new time frame, uh, there were so many state closures, borders closed, um, and not much clarity around when they were going to open. So we felt like January was safer. (laughs) (laughs) thing called Omicron came into our world. Um, So, uh, you know, I, I guess... We've had experience over the last couple of years. This will be the third um, AFL season that the team will be delivering. And, of course, we know that 2020 we weren't able to complete. But, um, you know, coming up to our second and a half, third season of AFLW as well, that we're living in this COVID world. This one seems a little bit more contagious, a little bit more, um, you know, uh, the numbers, as you've seen right around the nation, are skyrocketing. So um, we're really confident with the procedures and policies that we have in place. Um, We are 100% to get 10 home and away, which equates to 70 matches. Um, So important to say that because we've already seen uh, in round two that we needed to delay um, or postpone one of our games. Um, So the intent is to get that game away, but making sure that we're protecting player health and safety. So Laura Kane's been a magnificent addition to the AFL Mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, Laura's from North Melbourne. She played women's footy. She's been around footy all her life. She's also a lawyer, very pragmatic, very well-planned, uh, and she's been with us for three months and it feels like she's done about three years of work <laughs> three months. Um, so, yeah, the policy's there. The clubs are um, completely, um, you know, up to date with their knowledge. They're on board. They know exactly what's going on. We continue to talk to them, check in with them, help them when they need it. Um, and, yeah, it is what it is and we're going to keep playing footy. Wonderful. Well, um, let's move on to something more more positive, which is the Pride Round that's coming up this weekend. Obviously, the women have led the way in it becoming an entire round of football. Uh, when it comes to this round, we see it as a real celebration of our community. You know, like we do a lot of activism during the year and a lot of pushing for change. And this is a time to stop and celebrate who we are as a community. Why, why is, do you think it's important for footy? to have these rounds? 
Well, we're into our sixth season now and, um, you know, we're continuing to move forward. We continue to progress. We continue to have more women and girls come to the, to the football and, and come to Australian football to play it or, or work or volunteer into it. Um, but there has been a really specific origin of women's football and mm. a group of incredible women who have been pushing and prodding and, and wanting more for the space of women's football. And they come from, you know, the queer community. And we need to remember our origins. Um, you know, mm. I think about uh, from a swimming point of view, in 2012, the swimming team kind of lost its way. It, um, you know, didn't, didn't like each other. There was stories of the men's team and the women's team arguing between between each other, the sprinters getting treated differently. And part of that we found was because the group of swimmers that we had representing in 2012 had forgotten the history of the sport mm. and where the sport mm. So we made a real effort in swimming to bring back those old swimmers from years gone by to present the gold cap and to talk about their time in, in the sport mm. of swimming. So as we move forward, it's really important that we pay tribute to our founding mothers, um, mm. those got us to where we are and and the origins of, of women's football so I see pride round is a few things for me it's paying tribute to our past it's also proving that women's football Australian football women's football is for anyone it mm. is well it's inclusive um, there's no judgment we we just come and and share a, a, an aligned passion of women's football so I think it's celebrating that for me as well Mm, I got tingles when you were saying that. Um, mm. I, and I think, you know, there's an assumption that women's football has, or everyone's always been out. But when you talk to players like Debbie Lee, she had, a, you know, struggled for, for years to get to this point. So there have been pioneers that mm. have created this space that we do need to celebrate, I agree. Um, and on the, on the footy field, we've had unique stories come out in this space too. We've had proposals on the footy field. Uh, we've had baby announcements between, you know, two women. Um, Sabrina was one of them this, this week even. Uh, partners, same-sex partners kissing at the best and fairest. Uh, the women, the women's leagues have to really, you know, lead this space. Um, yet, not one male player feels comfortable to to talk about their story at this at this point. Why, why is that? What and you know, not that we want to force anyone out of the closet or do anything like that, but but why such? It's such a profound difference in the in the two leagues. I think about as well, you know, Tori and Darcy and what they have done in, in mm. times in terms of, you know, having the conversation about non-binary and, and the comfortability that they have in our space to be able to share that news. Um, and, you know, it, 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 it wasn't, um, it, it was headline grabbing, but it wasn't like, it, it just became normal. It's normal mm. now. You know, yes, from a vernacular point of view or a vocab point of view, we need to get used to saying they and them. Um, but, you know, we haven't, I don't think we've missed a beat with that. You know, I checked in with Darcy after um, the, the first opening match and asked whether or not they, they thought there was something that we needed to do different. Um, and, you know, we'll continue that dialogue because I want to be able to have these conversations and have women's football be able to lead them. Mm. In everything that we do, the men seem to follow. Um, in mm. everything that we do, the men sort of, you know, they, they, uh, the women want what the men have got in terms of the pay and the full-time nature. But then the guys, I have often have conversations about, you know, our quarter length, um, you know, 16 on the field, um, even, you know, as silly as um, out of bounds on the full and the lasso rule. And I had a, an AFL M player say to me, 
you know, oh, that'd be really good in 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 men's footy. And I'm like, what, what, like we've got in women's football. So I think <laughs> the more that we make everybody comfortable um, in just reflecting our community and our society, um, you know, maybe we get closer to AFL men's competition, feeling more comfortable with with it also looking like the community that we live in. Well, we have had yeah, that with with North Melbourne recently too, haven't we? In the men's mm-hmm. with Danny. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly right. And and again, you know, I feel like we're living in a world that 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 is a little more normal now. Mm. Um, so yeah. The only, the only say, oh, sorry. Sorry. The only thing I'll say about that is the commentators still uh, were using the wrong pronouns for Darcy on the first round, but yeah, uh, and, it does take a while to change that. It, it does. It does. Take a while. And Darcy is very um, understanding that it is going to take some time and. Um, you know, it's almost retraining your brain and your mouth to work together. I mean, I spent 23 years doing commentary and um, it, it, to retrain yourself is not easy. Um, I, I was thinking about it when I was listening to that match at Icon Park and thinking that if it was me commentating, I would have had post a post-it note. All <laughs> me over too, me too. Say, Darcy, them, they, and, and having she um, with, with a cross through it so that I... I kept reminding my brain that this is the way that I need to speak. Mm. And I think, Nicole, we're talking about these things where women, um, you know, the women's game or the AFLW has shown the way. It was interesting. I was listening to another radio station this morning. How very (gasps) dare I? I know. But um, Josh Jenkins, who played for Adelaide and Geelong, was um, he's hosting a show on there, and he and he was commenting on they'd interviewed two women's um, sports people that morning, and he said, "My gosh," he goes, "as a man, we were just taught you don't say anything, you give these short answers, you know." And he said, "I just love hearing the way that the women speak to us," and I thought that's another thing I think where the women's game has really shown a personality, and I thought to hear that from Josh was kind of pleasing that even though he's not playing anymore maybe the men are sort of starting to hear that it is okay to be a human yeah and I think I think the men are seeing what AFLW is doing and trying to give a bit more of themselves Mm. Um, I look at the AFL um, channels social and and website and the AFLW channels social and website and and I know that the AFL side of the business looks at AFLW and is trying to be you know just that little bit more um, uh, you know, inclusive in, in the way that, that we are reporting. Having said that, though, you know, we spend a lot of time telling the stories of W and telling the stories mm. of um, our, our history and how we've got to where we are. And one of the things that we are trying to do this year is just to tell the story of footy. So to be a bit more analytical about it as well. And, and I think the players are looking for that. Our fans are looking for that as well. So we'll always continue to tell the stories, but we also want to talk about the footy as well. Um, and the footy has been fantastic. So yeah. far, getting into round three, but the footy's been been great. And it's interesting you say that. I remember we had a conversation on Chicks Talking Footy last year around this. There was almost a reluctance from um, commentators and, and people in the media to criticise play or, you know, the way games were in the same way that we were with the men. And I remember Kate McCarthy came out then and she said, no, tell us. Like, if you know, you tell the blokes if they're stuffing it up, tell us as well. So I think I think you're right. There's kind of two sides of the coin where where both can learn and change. Yeah, we are still a bit conscious and cautious about that because the sport is so new as well Mm. we don't want to spend a lot of time highlighting
highlighting errors or mistakes. We want to celebrate the great things. Um, you know, as people, we all learn from mistakes. So as an athlete, if you do something wrong, the way that it works in terms of feedback from, from your review session is that that will be brought to your attention and ways to actually uh, counter that wrong will be put, put up for discussion. So I don't think we should spend too much time highlighting uh, any of, of the things that the players are doing wrong. Um, you know, we won't ever you know, if there's a falcon or if there's, um, you know, as funny as that might might sound, you know, we don't want to ever do highlight mm. things that will make the players feel self-conscious or feel like they could be ridiculed. So there's so many good things to celebrate about women's footy and we're going to really focus on those. Yeah. Oh, I love, absolutely. I love, love the storytelling. Um, and I have I have noticed that, um, you know, some of the social media stuff that that's being done, there's a lot more assertive confidence in backing the women in that space as well which yeah. has been which has been great um but thank you so much nicole for your support we we really value the the afl getting behind the, the pride round and um making it a thing that happens and it means a lot to our community and even if you follow what's going on the socials this week there's so many people telling their story mm. about what this means so thank you so much Oh, my pleasure. And I hope there's some great footy uh, this weekend and I hope you're able to enjoy it as well. We sure will. All right. Thank you, Nicole. Thanks, Nicole. This podcast was produced by Joy Media. You can support Joy's diverse sound and diverse community this June by donating to Joy Radiothon 2024. Go to joy.org.au slash radiothon. And remember, we all flourish with joy. Joy.